Chagiga, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Ches, one eight, the last of the Perik. And what's driving this Mishnah is the acknowledgement that the halachas of Chagiga are really not explicit at all in the Chumash. There's very little there. So our Mishnah is going to say that there are certain mitzvahs that we have halachas for, um, and they come from Moshe Rabbeinu since, on tradition since Har Sinai. But they have little scriptural support or insufficient scriptural support, um, and nevertheless, they're just as important and significant and binding as any other part of the Torah that we have. Um, the mission will actually divide these kinds of halachas into three categories. The first, it refers to being porchen ba'avir ve'enlem al-mashi yismachu. They just float in the air, and there's like nothing to anchor them to whatsoever. Then you'll have a little more support. You have an illusion um, but they're just like, they're kaharim tuliyam basara, like mountains of halacha that are supported by like a little tiny hair, a tiny scriptural reference, which is really insufficient for all those halachas. And then you have um, things that have drushas, not complete, but plenty, um, drushas to larger support. And the point of the Mishnah in all these cases is, they're all called gufei Torah, they're all essential components of the Torah, and none of these or any other part of the Torah is any more important, binding, significant than any other part. So the Mishnah says inside, Heter nadarim, the halacha that a mumcha, an expert in the halachas of the annulment of vows, or really even just a bezin of three, any hediotos, three regular people, are able to annul a vow that someone made, and provided they can find what's called a Pesach, and uh, Harata, to undo it, so then it can be done. Now the fact that it can be done, that a vow which is binding can be annulled, under those circumstances, there's nothing in the Torah that says a black and white at all, Porchin ba'avir ve'enlem al mashiyismachu, says the Mishnah. Those halachas like are floating in the air, and there's nothing at all to support them. That's like the first category. The second category is Hilchos Shabbos, the halachas, various halachas of Shabbos, and Chagigos, the halachas that apply to Chagiga, our Masechta, Vahameilos, and the halachas of Meila, what kinds of acts are considered to be Meila, the misappropriation of hectish items what constitutes misappropriation and so on. So all these things, there's like, there's a whole Maseches Shabbos, a whole Maseches Chagi, a whole Maseches Meila. And um, there's really minimal scriptural support for these things. There's just like a, a line here or there on which these these mountains have been built. So they are, says the Mishnah, Harehem Kaharim. They're like gigantic mountains, Hatulim Basara, that are supported by like a single tiny thread. Shehen Mikra Mu'at, there's like really minimal explicit writing in the verses of the Chumash, but there are many, many, many halachas um, that we have in tradition, you know, and they're nevertheless, of course, all true. It's just that there's really little in the, in the Chumash to support them. And then we have this third category, Hadinin, the halachas, various halachas of, like, Dine Mamanos and so on, of, of financial matters, and the rules, you know, like, that if someone intends to kill Mr. A, but he kills Mr. B, though the consequences are that he doesn't get executed, he just makes financial compensation. Like, these things, there's no... There's lots of halachas and mountains of halachas. So, of course, there's plenty of halachas in the Torah referring to the Mishpatim, but just it's not comprehensive to hit all the points we have on tradition. Same goes with Vahavodos, the various techniques and details about the blood of Voda that's done with the various Korbanos. You know, it's just not enough there um, to be comprehensive, cover everything. Hataharos, um, regarding certain issues of ritual purity, like the fact that a mikvah needs 40 saw and so on for it to be effective, it's not explicit at all. But there are other halachas, of course, that, that there's plenty about Tara, but it's not everything about Tara. Vahatumos, same goes with like the conveying of, of Tuma, ritual impurity, like, for example, that uh, that uh, a sheretz, these eight 
little creepy crawly creatures. When they die, they convey tumah even with a kadasha, a little tiny bit like that, and lentils volume. So there's nothing in the Torah explicit about that, but it's certainly true. And finally, va'arayos, certain areas of the halachas of prohibited unions um, that are considered incestuous. So there's certain things that we say are explicit from the, that are dorais and binding from the Torah, like for example, ambito manus also, like one's daughter from someone who he wasn't married to, for example, that she is also considered to be his daughter, even though there was no marriage there and so on, and they produce a mamzer. So there are certain halachas that aren't explicit, that have no explicit basis for them. Nevertheless, in all these cases, although they have yeshlen al-mashi yismuchu, they do have plenty to support this third category of things, not complete. In all cases, hein hein gufei Torah, these, and the Gemara says like as if it's hein vehein, these and those are all gufei Torah, they're all essential parts of Torah and, and Torah prime, and are equally binding and important and significant as every other mitzvah in the Torah. Just one PS. Um, even though that first category of Hetan Adarim, the Tana here says there is actually no scriptural reference for it whatsoever, the Gemara ends up having a bunch of Tanaim who volunteer verses that could be the source for Drashas um, for it, not agreeing with the Tana. Um, and actually, Shmuel, who's not a Tana, he's a first generation Amora, also gives a Drasha that Lo Yachel Devaro, that a person, okay, that's a Drasha from there, that a person may not be Mechel like, um, Anul, you know, or Mechulin, you know, make his vow not true. Um, but the drush is, who eno mochel? He himself can't do it. Avlocher mochel, no, but other people could um, relieve him of the binding nature of his vow. That could be like Hatar Sadarm. And the Gemara says that Rava, a later generation of Mora, says, I could reject and find, you know, ways to reject the other Tanaim's drushes, but actually I have no rejection for Shmuel's drasha. So it sounds like the Gemara even rejects this Mishnah and says even the Lach of Hetanadarim also at least has some some scriptural basis, some drasha, an allusion on which to anchor that halacha. And with that, we finish the first parak.